Hey listeners, the case I want to share with you today is much shorter than usual, but I couldn't find a single podcast episode ever dedicated to this disappearance. There's also not much media coverage about this case either. On top of that, when an 11-year-old girl is missing for more than 13 years, it's important to make sure the story is not forgotten. So today, I want to tell you about the disappearance of Ivy Linen. Ivy Linen was born on March 2, 1999, to her mother, Anita Linen. I couldn't find any public information available about Ivy's biological father. In 2005, Anita and Ivy moved in with Anita's parents in Poplar, Montana. The people that knew Ivy said that she liked Barbie dolls, butterflies, art, and doing anything outdoors. At the time of her disappearance, Ivy was 11 years old and a fifth grader at Culbertson School. At only 11 years old, Ivy was 5'7 and weighed around 175 pounds. This, combined with her autism, led to her being viciously bullied by her classmates. Her mother, Anita, stated, quote, Ivy was being bullied a lot, end quote, and even went on to state that her experience at school was, quote, hell, end quote. On March 14, 2010, Ivy left her home to take her four dogs for a walk at approximately 4 p.m. The family home was located along the Missouri River, and after only being gone with the dogs for 15 to 20 minutes, all four of the dogs showed back up at the family home, but Ivy was not with them. After the family searched and couldn't find her, they called the police to report her missing. Authorities ended up following the dog tracks along with Ivy's shoe prints, which ended up leading them to the Missouri River. The river was mostly frozen over at this time, and the tracks led across the ice to an island where they continued to the river's main channel. Ivy's tracks abruptly stopped at the edge of an open water area, but there were no tracks to suggest she had ever turned around to walk back. Investigators stated that it appeared from the dog tracks that they had frantically ran around the spot, leading police to believe that Ivy had most likely fallen into the opening and was unable to get out of the water. Searches were conducted over the next few months to try to find Ivy. In the beginning, there were jurisdiction issues in the case because the family's home was located in Richland County, but it's believed that Ivy disappeared in Roosevelt County. The two agencies worked together and brought in whatever equipment they had available to assist with the searches. These searches included volunteers, cadaver dogs, four-wheelers, helicopters, planes, and sonar equipment from the North Dakota Fish and Game so they could scrape the bottom of the river. Even after all these efforts, nothing related to Ivy was ever recovered during any of these searches. The Richland County Sheriff stated, quote, the things we've run into is getting something set up and the weather, end quote. Even though the department went through a period of time where they weren't able to organize a search, 
The sheriff stated that he personally flew up and down the Missouri River several times with a local pilot looking for Ivy. The Roosevelt County Sheriff also stated that the main reason for the pause in the searches was because the departments lacked the manpower and summertime was too busy. Quote, we've conducted a long and exhausting search for her daughter, end quote. He went on to state that the department has done everything humanly possible to find Ivy with limited resources. Quote, we'll do everything we can with the resources we have, end quote. It's been 13 years as of the release of this episode, and no trace of Ivy has ever been found. Several people have gone missing in the Missouri River, and their bodies never recovered. Sheriff Crawford stated that the odds were against finding Ivy. In response, her mother Anita stated, quote, I don't believe that. I mean, if you can find people in the ocean, you can find somebody in a river. I just think it's a matter of people to keep trying, end quote. When Ivy disappeared, the water would have been in the 40s, so her body would have been preserved for a short time until the warmer weather started setting in. Authorities hope that one day they will possibly be able to recover pieces of the clothing Ivy was wearing that day to confirm their drowning theory. Another theory is that if she didn't drown, maybe she was possibly kidnapped. This was mentioned because Ivy had just recently been given a new pair of shoes, and sources stated that she didn't want to get them dirty. So the common question is, why would Ivy walk to the river and risk getting these new shoes dirty? There was also another source that stated Anita had received threats before and after Ivy disappeared, but I couldn't find any official sources that confirmed this was true. The sheriff currently working on the case even stated that he had never been told of any threats being made, but did state that as far as kidnapping, quote, the possibility is still out there. And like I say, until we find something that shows that she went into the river, that's not ruled out, end quote. Which, I do think this is crucial in cases like this, because really, until they find Ivy, It's dangerous to rule out other possibilities because that severely limits where people are looking for her. After Ivy disappeared, Anita stated that life was frustrating. After seven months passed with no answers about what happened to her daughter, Anita did an interview with the Williston Herald on October 29, 2010. In this interview, she was quoted saying, It feels like the rest of the world moved on. I'm really the only one actually trying to keep a search going, end quote. At the time this interview took place, it had already been four months since the last search was conducted to try to find Ivy. Anita also received a stack of cards from many of Ivy's classmates after her disappearance. Many of these cards were apologizing for how they had treated her daughter. Some students even made and sent bracelets in honor of Ivy to Anita, which she has still kept to this day. Quote, Friends were all Ivy had wanted. My daughter did not ask to be the way she was, and she should have been treated better. End quote. She continued by stating that although the bullying didn't lead to suicide, it certainly, quote, did not help her mental state to be picked on and isolated in school. There was no proof that she was trying to hurt herself, 
but it was not right the way she was treated because she was different. If they had been a little kinder and a little smarter, maybe her last year wouldn't have been so horrible, end quote. A website as well as a scholarship program was set up in Ivy's honor. The scholarship awarded $1,000 to a relative of Ivy's for an art program because Ivy loved art and her mom wanted to eventually send her to art school. Anita went on to work with the Billings Gazette on an article that focused on bullying. In the article, she also talked about her attempt to set up a school program to address the issues surrounding bullying as a whole. Quote, I just want things to change. I would like everybody to work at preventing something like this again. I'm asking the parents to address this with their own kids, end quote. A memorial service was held a few days after Ivy went missing on Thursday, March 18, 2010 at Our Lady of Lords Church in Poplar, Montana. Even though this memorial was held, her mom wants nothing more than to give Ivy a proper burial. A memorial was placed on a 129-acre island along the Missouri River in honor of Ivy and was later renamed Ivy's Island. Anita stated she just wants to find Ivy so that she won't be, quote, forgotten and ignored the way she was in school. My dreams tell me she's alive, and until I have some definitive proof that she's not, I can't just let it go, end quote. The obituary published in honor of Ivy remembered her as a young girl with a, quote, unique sense of humor who loved drawing caricatures. The world will miss her Van Gogh talent in light and color, end quote. Ivy Linen was last seen on March 14, 2010, walking her dogs in Poplar, Montana, when she was 11 years old. She is a Caucasian female with brown hair and brown eyes. At the time of her disappearance, she was 5'7 and weighed around 185 pounds. She was last seen wearing a dark pink and maroon floral print knee-length sleeveless dress, blue and white sneakers, and white, black, and pink striped socks with poodles on them. Ivy has two raised birthmarks, one on her left shoulder and one on her scalp, which is covered by her hair. She has a small scar in the center of her forehead and a scar on the inside of her left wrist. Ivy may be in need of medical attention. Her case is classified as lost or injured missing. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Ivy Linen, please contact the Richland County Sheriff's Office at 406-433-2919.